for freedom. Christ set us free. It's true. He did. It is written right there. But what does that mean, though? Anyone? No? Neither. Okay. How about this? Let's take a look at the basic definition of freedom, shall we? Perhaps that will help. All right. According to Webster's Dictionary, freedom is defined as the quality or state of being free. Clear as mud, huh? Okay. I think. I know. We're going to visualize. So when I say go, we're going to close our eyes. And I'm going to say freedom. And whatever the first thing that pops into your mind is, that's what it'll be. Okay. Close your eyes. No peeking. I have eyes in the back of my head. Freedom. Okay, open your eyes. Shout out some of your answers. What do you have? American flag. American flag. American flag. Okay, that sounds unanimous. That's good. Okay, so here's what we'll do. Here are mine. And I picked several because I have several tabs open at once in my head. First. That was mine. Okay, all right, go on. Okay, so the famous freedom speech by William Wallace, a.k.a. Mel Gibson. They may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. Didn't practice the Scottish accent. You know, that all the men lift up their swords and grunt, whatever men do. Next, the American flag. Because I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. Next. The Shawshank Redemption, probably one of my favorite movies. This image perfectly captures the end of Andy's incredible journey to freedom right after he escaped prison through a sewer system. It smells like freedom. Ew. Next, the lovely Aretha Franklin singing her famous hit, Think, because sometimes you just need to let your mind go and let yourself be free. Freedom. So I didn't practice that. Next. I know y'all know this one. Shout it out. I know y'all know that movie. What is it? Is that the mom movie? Bad Moms. Oh, y'all don't know that movie. <laughs> it was just me. A group of mom friends reached their breaking point by saying, we're killing ourselves trying to be perfect, and it's making us insane. In this day and age, it is impossible to be a good mom. Let's be bad moms. So what happens? They lose their minds at some grocery store, probably Jewel. Surely, Christ set us free to go wild at Jewel, right? What was that? Oh, didn't? This is going to be harder than I expected. How, how can we live in the freedom Christ set us free for if we don't even know what it means? We can't. But here's what we'll do. Let's take a look at the three basic types of freedom and build off of that. The first, um, so there's three types of freedom. They fall under two categories. 
The first category is freedom from. It is considered a negative liberty. It's the absence of constraints, such as control or bondage. So freedom from something, something negative that threatens another's power to make choices, whether physical, mental, or spiritual. We're gonna look at it today on a universal level. It's called collective autonomy. Um, that'd be like a group, a social uh, nation. Example, national freedom. And then once we are freed from something, then we are freed to something. So the second category is freedom to. It's considered positive liberty because it's the ability to act. So nothing tried preventing us from doing something. We're just able to freely do it. So freedom to do something by one's own choice, control, and actions. This is considered the where and what of the positive uh, liberty because it's to do. So go somewhere, do something. It's an act. We're going to be looking at this on an individual level uh, for each person. So personal autonomy. An example is freedom of the will. I'm sure y'all are familiar with that. <clears throat> Last one, freedom to be someone. Who someone chooses to be. It is the who of the freedom twos. This is like the individual level, personal autonomy, but the difference is this is an inner level, kind of like your innermost self. This is where, uh, what we consider the identity of a person or the ego. So an example of that is freedom of identity. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. There's no doubt that the era we call modern times has been determined from the beginning by the theme of freedom. Next, we're gonna take a deeper dive into how these types of freedoms apply in our American culture today. So we call this natural freedom. So freedom in America. Natural freedom is, is essentially just the physical realm, what you see around you, the, the visible. So what does freedom in America mean for us? First, freedom from foreign control. So America is a nation that is free from foreign control, and by extension, its citizens have a universal right to live in a free country. And hopefully it stays that way. Because the, the flag still stands for freedom. They can't take that away. It's, it's in the song, right? But I mean, I know. who knows, right? <coughs> While I'm up here, if things like get bad around here, I think any of our government leaders would stand up to protect us or maybe die on our behalf if need be. I mean, they talk like they would. Surely scripture has something to say about this. It does. Most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. That's not good for me. That, that's not good. Um, that's very bad news. Okay. Let's just, let's continue on. Let's continue on. Fun fact. 
in 2020, the U.S. dropped, dropped to rank number 17 according to the Human Freedom Index. Okay, I may, I may have to move. I'll, I'll worry about that later. Who do you think is number one? Like Sweden, maybe Switzerland? Okay, it's fine. I'll look it up later. No worries. But I was worried. Okay. Next. Hmm. Yeah. Freedom to do whatever. Freedom of the will. So an American citizen has the free will to go wherever and do whatever. However, if your free will causes you to commit a crime and you land yourself in prison, then you technically were never freed from something to begin with. Speaking of committing crimes, do you have any government leaders that, I don't know, blot out crimes past, present, and future? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm asking for a friend. Okay, fine. I'll give you a couple of personal examples then. What are those bad mamas doing up there still? They just sneak on in. So example one, as a teenager, I pictured freedom to be the day I would move out of my parents' house because then I would have the freedom to go where I want and do what I want without being told no. Example number two, and now as a mom of three young kids, I see freedom as any stretch of time I have that's kid free. Because in those rare, sacred moments, I have the freedom to go where I want and do what I want without being told no, most of the time. Number three, freedom to be whoever. Whoever we want to be, freedom of identity. So one of man's deepest needs is the need for identity. We need to know who we are. Technically speaking, every single person in the world has the inner freedom to be whoever they feel like being. With that said, not everyone has the right to outwardly express it. But Americans do. And boy, oh boy, does our culture love to do that. We want to make it loud and clear that we exist. While I'm up here, okay, just may need y'all's help. There's, there's just so many books on this topic. So I've narrowed the list down to seven. I just want to make sure like, I'm living my true, full, authentic self. So I was hoping that y'all could help me pick a book. Is that, is that okay? Does that sound good? Okay, thank you, thank you. All right, let's see. Be True. Personal Guide to Becoming Your Most Authentic Self. The True You Reimagined. Discover Your Authentic Self. Very similar to the first one, yes? Best self. Be you. Only better. Because remember, we could always be better. Forward by Dr. Phil McGraw. He's been on TV. It's got to be something good. 
In Search of Your True Self. 21 insights that will revitalize your mind, body, and spirit. He wrote another book, Think Like a Winner. That's a contender. I think I can. I think I can. Thank you, Walter. Value your true self. Boost self-love for your authentic self and feel comfortable in your own skin with subliminal affirmations and hypnosis. Okay. Not bad. Be who you want. Unlocking the science of personality change. Ooh, science. Cool. I can, I can change my personality. Thought it wasn't a good thing, but okay. <clears throat> so be whoever I want. Who do I want to be? How to be an explicit unicorn. Nailed it. Nailed it. That's a good one. By Leah Luna Light Warrior. Okay. I don't know about y'all, but that's a clear winner. Yes? Okay. I'm going to put that in my Amazon cart right now. Hold on. All right. Thank you. Thanks for all your help. It, you know, it was tough trying to decide between be true, be you, be the true you, be whoever you want to be, be whatever you want to be, you, you, you. For natural freedom, Christ set us free. No, wait. What was that? No? Who am I kidding? None of this sounds right. Ladies, this isn't the freedom Jesus suffered and died for. He didn't set us free to do whatever or be whatever. He set us free so we could do what we were created to do. He set us free so we could be who we were created to be. Not to do what we want, but to do what we ought. Elizabeth Elliot, a, a godly Christian woman, uh, she passed a few years ago, but just such words of wisdom. She said, the fact is, as believers, it is not about my happiness, my joy, my well-being. It is about the glory of God and the kingdom of Christ. The only means to real joy and contentment is to make his glory the supreme objective in my life. Let me put it this way. True freedom isn't about me, 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 me. It's about he, 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 he. Let me say that again. True freedom isn't about me, 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 me. It's about he, 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 he. This, this right here is the good news, ladies. He's broken our chains. He has set us free from ourselves. No amount of freedom will ever satisfy us unless we have freedom within. We must anchor our identity in the one who set us free. He must become greater. I must become less. Not my way, his way. Not my will, his will. Not my glory, his glory. And praise God, because, you know, I'm just so sick and tired of trying to figure me out. 
Is it wrong, then, for us to want natural freedom? No. In fact, it's only natural for us to want it. It gives us a sense of security and control in this uncontrollable world. But it's measured on an immeasurable scale, unmeasurable scale, that is relied upon factors that are beyond our control, the government, our children, the culture, our feelings, which means it's built on a shaky foundation that can collapse in an instant. Jesus didn't set us free for the temporal. He set us free for the eternal. And his type cannot be shaken. His type can never be taken away. How is this possible? Because God is a spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Spiritual freedom. This, this is the spiritual realm we're talking about now, the, the invisible, things that we cannot see. So what does freedom in Christ mean for us? True freedom was purchased at Calvary by the precious blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. His death ratified an everlasting spiritual contract that gave us freedom from sense control, past, present, and future. The moment we believed, we were set free from the penalty of sin. That's called justification. Currently, we are being set free from the power of sin through the process called sanctification by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The author says, we are becoming. One day, we will be set free from the presence of sin called glorification. Not only were we freed from sin's control, we also received freedom from the law from having to meet its just requirements, from acceptance based on performance. Keeping the law was an unbearable burden and an intolerable task for anyone to fulfill. So national freedom for us as believers in Christ, God's people are a holy nation whose citizenship is in heaven, whose perfect leader purchased their eternal freedom by dying in their place. Why? Why would he do that? But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, Jesus broke our chains by becoming broken for us because he loves broken people. Let me say that again. Jesus broke our chains by becoming broken for us because he loves broken people. During Pastor Jeff Frazier's sermon on the way of love, he states, Love is not affectionate feeling, but a steady desire and action for the loved person's ultimate good, even if it costs you something. God loves us, y'all. This is real love. Not that we loved God, we couldn't. 
we were by nature his enemies, but that he loved us. God's nature is summed up in love, selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love. It is who God is. God is love. And now we have freedom to love. To love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. To love as we have been loved. The story in Luke 7 paints a beautiful picture of this. There was an unnamed woman known in the city as that sinful woman. She was unloved, an outcast. Her sin was public. Everyone knew what she was and how she lived. No one cared for the circumstances that led her to this place. She had been tried and convicted in the court of public opinion, sentenced to an existence without value. Stories began to circulate of this man named Jesus, who goes out of his way to love the unlovable and forgive even the most vile of offenses. This gave her hope. When she heard he was eating dinner at Simon the Pharisee's house, she grabbed her alabaster jar and took a chance. As she entered the doorway, looks of utter disdain swept across the faces of the distinguished guests. What is that sinful woman doing here? But she was unfazed as she made her way to the only one who could set her free. When Jesus received her, the wounds from never being accepted broke out of her in tears that fell on his feet. Having nothing to wipe them with, she let down her hair. Scandalous move, by the way. Only women of ill repute did that. She didn't care. Their thoughts about her didn't matter anymore. Falling at his feet to worship, she wiped the tears, kissed his feet, and poured out her rare and costly perfume upon them. There was no longer a need to cover the filth of her life, for Jesus was her covering now. Then Jesus, knowing the thoughts of the onlookers, told a parable. There was a certain moneylender who had two debtors. One owed him 500 denarii, the other 50. When they had no means of repaying the debts, he freely forgave them both. So which of them would love him more? The one for whom he forgave more, Simon answered. Jesus said, you, you judged correctly. Do you see this woman? I came into your house, but you failed to extend to me the usual courtesy shown to a guest. You didn't give me water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair, demonstrating her love. You did not give me a welcoming kiss, but this woman has not stopped kissing my feet, an act signifying both affection and submission. You did not even put ordinary oil on my head, but she has poured costly and rare perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. 
the woman was made new at the feet of Jesus. She walked in with no honor among the honored men of the city. She walked out an honored daughter of the king who, in her humility, was exalted and received more honor than the very host of the feast. What lesson can we learn here? Accept. Only when we accept how far we fall short of God's holy requirements can we begin to embrace and celebrate the necessity of God's grace. And like that sinful woman, when we accept this, we will weep, and that's okay. It's okay. It's a good thing. Surrender. A heart surrender to him will produce fruit that our own effort and striving could never manufacture. And like that sinful woman, when we surrender, we will fall at his feet to worship. Grow. Rather than strive for perfection, we should seek to grow in grace. And like that sinful woman, when we grow in grace, our great love for him will too. And it will be evident in our actions. Spiritual freedom, freedom in Christ, allows us to be freedom to be God's daughters. I found a beautiful poem online. I'm going to read it. It's by Minister Kimberly L. Smith. Daughters of the Most High God, carriers of life, nurturers of the soul, fashioned by my skillful hand, crowned with my glory, quickly connecting with your Heavenly Father, receiving my divine impartations with love, submitting to my wisdom and unselfishly distributing it to those in need. Daughters of the Most High God, filled with my compassion, inspired by love to please me, engulfed in the truth of my spirit, knowledgeable and experiencing my kingdom, flowing in my anointing, sending up prayers that usher and change, providing that listening ear and responding with hope, speaking life to things that need to be resurrected. These, these are my daughters, heirs of salvation, mothers of nations, supporters of the lost, to lead them to the cross, willing to travail and willing to labor, filled with my faith and filled with my favor, daughters of the Most High God. That's you, all of you. To live in true freedom is to do what we were created to do. Walk in love with the one who loved us first. And when our love for him grows, it overflows and pours over to those around us. To live in true freedom is to be who we were created to be.
a dearly loved, beautifully cherished daughter of the king, who was fearfully and wonderfully made, created in Christ Jesus with a purposeful design to give God the glory all the days of our life. May we be the daughters who sit at the feet of Jesus to weep, to worship, to love. For freedom, Christ set us free. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of true, eternal freedom. We thank you for your unconditional love for us. Protect our hearts from putting our identity in any worldly thing that cannot sustain us. We praise you that you're not only a chain breaker who freed us from sin and shame, but a good father who delights in providing for our every need. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you.